Hi, everybody. This is Mandy. You might know me as the girl that always brings her reusable bags to Aldi's but never remembers to bring them to Kroger. Hi, everyone. This is Ollie. You might know me as the person that drives the bus while watching everyone else ride the bus. And this is the Mandy and Ollie podcast. Search for guys with the most things. Well, how are you doing on this fine day, Mandy? I am doing okay. It is uh, getting hot mm-hmm. outside, and mm-hmm. I'm debating um, the period booty of time shirt? when I want to turn to eight. Nah, I'm not oh, afraid oh. of booty shirts. Like, I just oh, okay. Like booty shirts. But um, <laughs> debating on how often or when I feel like turning on my AC. Mm -hmm. So it's a real battle because I'm like, it's not even technically summer for real, but there's heat though. Mm, That's interesting. I don't have that bottle because I like to be hot. So I don't really turn on my AC. I actually have a little blanket, a warming blanket on me (laughs) right now. Mm. I like to stay warm, but it's pretty gloomy out here today. So there's that. I have that duality of, like, being, I tend to run cold, so I'm like, okay, I don't need it. But then there's other times where it's, like, it's just a little, if I felt any kind of itchiness, that usually means I'm hot. And I'm like, mm-hmm. got to turn off some AC. So it's hard to find mm-hmm. that happy medium sometimes. That is understandable. So what's on the docket for today? Where do you want to start? Well, I feel like we it's always good to start on this is a safe space. Like, I feel like mm-hmm. it's a good way to usher in the podcast because we're talking about things that we wouldn't be safe or comfortable talking about it anywhere else necessarily. So okay. I like to start there. Okay. Shoot. Um. So the thing that I have this week for This is a Safe Space is having an emotional release. Um, I feel like when we were kids, we were allowed to do things like cry or yell out, but we were taught to, like, mm-hmm. stop doing those things. Right. Like, <laughs> like, we let you do this now because you're young, but for real – we want you to stop doing that. Like, you have to learn to control your emotions or your feelings or whatever without really giving context sometimes about when it is okay to have an emotional release, whether it be tears or yelling or whatever. They're just like, now right. you got to cut that out for good. And it's like, right. that's not even, like, realistic. Like, those reactions are there for a reason. Mm-hmm. So it has to be an appropriate time to do them. So um, I guess I've just been feeling like I've been wanting to find a way, not a way, 
I'm a crier. <laughs> I am a crier. It comes out beyond my control sometimes. Like I just be sitting there and I feel the emotion welling up and I'm like, these tears about to come. But I guess now I just want to be in a situation where it's like I I want it, I would like to be able to not feel uncomfortable about that emotion welling up and having that emotional release. Um, especially because it's, it does feel like, even though I'm an adult now, sometimes it feels like it's harder for me to control it. Like, I don't do the, <laughs> but, <laughs> but I still, I might not do the heaving, but I could still feel like the tears rolling down my eyes and I still have to take that moment to calm myself if I were to try to stop crying, so I'm just like, why can't I cry? Or why can't I yell out if I'm angry? Or why can't I roll my eyes? Like, even something as simple as that. Like, if someone does something and I don't, and I have a reaction to it, if I have an emotional release to it, and they're like, well, you're doing too much. Why are you doing all that? Why are you breathing so hard? <laughs> That's the way that my body felt. And right. it shouldn't be... Um, it just, I just feel like it shouldn't be, like, looked down upon, like, oh, she's reacting. How dare she react? Mm-hmm. No, I completely agree. That is such an awesome topic because I don't feel like anybody really revisits it besides when there's just, like, I guess an outpouring of emotion or people think that there may be some negative, like, connotations, like, oh, that's a lot of emotion coming out there and they might need some extra help, like professional help, but it's like, well, let's take a step back before that and realize that we are humans. We are allowed to feel in just deciding that, okay, from from birth to 16, you can do whatever, but 17 and on, you got to cut that out. That's just ridiculous. So yeah. I, I completely agree. You can't just put a stop to something that's natural. And you're saying as adults, but I've seen even grown people look at kids and that whole, I hate that phrase, that, and I don't hate a lot of things, that man up or get tough, stop acting like a girl, all those have such negative connotations. And I'm just like, it's okay for boys and girls to cry. It's okay for men and women to cry. It's okay for them to be upset, to be angry. Like, you're right, even the rolling the eyes thing. If I'm even in the different environments, if I'm at work and I'm like, why is this person trying to tell me how to do my job when I've been doing my job for five years and they don't know me and I decide to roll my <laughs> eyes? Like, that's a natural reaction. <laughs> why should yeah. I have to hold it back? Because you, this is a reaction. It's not something I provoked out. It's not something that, you know, I wanted to happen. It just happened naturally. Yes. So I agree that you should be able to express your emotions naturally. I think that's fair. Yeah, like the idea of what is natural and then the idea of what's like appropriate. Like mm-hmm. people will be like, well, that wasn't an appropriate way to react that way, but that's what naturally happens. So how is it inappropriate? Exactly. <laughs> and I guess I've been thinking about it a lot more because there's just been little things that made me think about it. Like um, movies came out that got people like really, really emotional Mm-hmm. Um, based on the stuff that happened in the movie, and folks felt like they couldn't say, like, yeah, that movie made me cry. If that's yes. how you felt, <laughs> it's, it's a movie, dude. It's not even like, like, if that's how you felt, you should be able to be like, yeah, that, that really broke my heart. I felt connected to that thing. Like, that's the mm-hmm. whole point in t- television and film. They're trying to evoke things out of you, and you feel like I can't. Exactly. 
respond to the thing that they're trying to evoke in me. I can't let them have it. I can't let them win. Like, it's dumb. Who is who, who, Who's saying why don't they want you the to feel? police? Yeah. Exactly. No, I've seen what you're talking about. I've seen videos of people who went and saw, like, this big blockbuster movie recently, and they're like, you know, I had some stuff choked up in my neck, but I just held it in, and I did the little the quiet cry, you know? And I'm like, but why? <laughs> if you want to cry, if you want to be upset because it's the end of an error because you actually feel something, who is making it so you feel like you cannot feel, you cannot express your own emotions? Like, that's just ridiculous that people have to feel that way and that society puts that upon you. Like, you know what, you can cry, but it can't be around people and it can't be around, you know, strangers, can't be around family members, and it can't really be with yourself. So just don't do it. <laughs> it's just kind of crazy. Yeah. Like, unfor- I mean, fortunately or unfortunately for me to say, but I have cried more than once at work. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> and every time I was just like, I wish I was a crowd right now, but I also couldn't hold it back. Like, when was the time in front of my boss's 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 boss? So well, it really, right? <laughs> but he was, he. I guess he, he responded in a way that even though I wish I hadn't done it, it was still like, I'm a human, he's a human. He did not shame me for having a human reaction. I just wish I hadn't done it. But I, right. I felt still comfortable to be able to, to be like, well, this showing an emotion isn't going to get me fired. Um, and then the other time I was actually very happy. But, again, like the emotion just – like both times it was not an intentional thing, but I was overwhelmed with emotion, and so the release had to come out. And both That's times no. I was like, well – now that I've cried at work, I need to leave. Let's <laughs> <I need to laughs> get into the that flexibility to do so. It's funny because right. in all the years of knowing you, I've I want to say I've literally only seen you cry a handful of times, if that. Just seen you cry, maybe heard a little bit more, but to me, you've never been a public crier. So to hear that you have had these situations where you have, I'm just like, really? Hmm. <laughs> yeah, but I think yeah, so. I definitely just feel like I don't know what happened, but as an adult, I've just come to the place where I'm like, I don't want to hold it in no more, or I can't hold it in no more, or I'm not going to try to hold it in no more. Like, if it's coming out, it must be for a reason, and I'm going to let it do what it's doing. So I think that's why it's like, because you've known me for a very long time, so I think Mm -hmm. that's why it's just now, it's just like coming out more, and I'm just like, okay. That's what we do today. Also, within knowing you and always feeling like you are sometimes the mother bear of the group or the older one, it could be that mentally you're at 75. You know, around 75, you just don't care. Mm-hmm. You say whatever you want to say, you do whatever you want to do. So maybe mentally you've reached the I don't care age, so you're just going to do what you want to do. That's, that's probably it. <laughs> I'm going to spend too much time with my grandma. She really don't care about nothing, so... <laughs> talking to her, I just adopted the I don't care attitude. You're going to get what you're going to get. Mm-hmm. And you don't throw a fit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Speaking Did of emotions, I don't have anything for this is a safe space, but I do want to segue into like adults and responsibilities and emotions. And mm-hmm. I guess I wanted to segue into our adulting topic. And I want to talk okay. about food waste. And I don't feel like it's really talked about often, but 
I personally have been monitoring like what I've been eating these past two weeks and what I haven't been eating, what I've been dumping, what I've been like pushing past to get to to the junk or maybe the water and whatnot. And so I just did a little bit of research before the podcast started. And basically some statistics were saying roughly around $160 billion yearly goes in the drain due to food waste. And actually, they said it's mainly from people with healthy lifestyles and diets because, you know, you have fresh foods, like, clearly. Yeah, right. I saw that, and I was like, yeah, that makes sense. I was like, because you have these fresh foods that need to be eaten within, like, a week or if it's super fresh a couple of days, and if you don't get around to it or you decide to go out with your friends or maybe you're just not hungry and all of these have applied to me before, then it gets wasted. And it's like my new motto that I've been using for the past, like I want to say five, four years, is that is it worth me getting sick? So it's like, yeah, I spent $8 on this pack of chicken, but is it worth me risking the cooking and getting sick? And it's like, no, $8 isn't worth that. So it's like a lot of, well, that was, you know, over the course of like five, four years, but a lot of food has gone down the drain. And I just think that we as people just need to be more conscious and not even on the, well, people in other countries don't have food tip because that's true. People in this country don't even have food, but just like mm-hmm. being mindful of not only what we're putting in our bodies, but what we're putting in our trash cans. Oh, yeah. I yeah. um, I feel like I've become mindful of it. Unfortunately, not because I'm concerned about the environment, but because I'm concerned about my wallet. Like yep. I will keep things <laughs> in the fridge and I'm like, I'll eat it later. I'll eat it later. <laughs> <Because> <laughs> Because I can't afford to just go out and um, keep buying stuff. And I did that even this week. Like, I went out on Saturday Mm -hmm. uh, with a friend, and we got some food, and I bought a to-go or take-home box or whatever. Mm -hmm. I literally just finished what was in that box today. Because I kept eating pieces of it and pieces of it, and I ate all the good parts out. Like, I had shrimp in it. I ate all the shrimp. And I was like, but there's still all this rice and this other parts. I'm going to mix this in with whatever else I have. But I'm going to eat all of it because Mm -hmm. I already paid for it, and it tasted good. Like, there's just no reason not to to eat all of it. Or sometimes, Mm -hmm. like, I'll have. Like, it's just, we just get into, I think, even the concept of, like, continuously going to the store that right. you buy a bunch of new stuff. So I have a really good, I think, habit that I developed from college. Again, not having money, not wanting to spend money, where it's like, mm-hmm. I don't go to the grocery store until I don't have anything else in my fridge. <laughs> <laughs> and that's I don't what I'm thinking, like, that I don't policy. Have Does that work for you? It works for me because I'm, I... Like, I've been thinking the past couple of weeks, like, I need a bunch of stuff in the store, but then I'm like, I have stuff in my fridge. And a lot of it is fresh food stuff, so I'm like, I need to eat it. It'll so what do you think is the hesitation? Is it because you don't want to cook it? Is it because it's just, like, it's going to take too long? Is it because it's not something you're really craving because it's healthy? Like, what's the hesitation? Well, part of it, is sometimes I feel like I try not to buy too much fresh stuff because I live alone. So it's hard for me to just eat all of it at by once okay. by myself. Yeah. So okay. I'm like, okay, I bought cabbage and spinach because I can use the spinach to make spinach or I can use it for a salad or I can use it for green mm-hmm. juice. And then I also got squash and zucchini. 
and then I got peppers because I don't just use peppers as vegetables. Sometimes I use them in my meats. Like, I just buy a bunch of stuff, and then it's like, okay, individually, I tend to cook one or two things a week, and, again, it lasts me all week because it's just me. <laughs> so I'm just sitting here like, I have all this food, and the – Unfortunately, my food, my fridge tends to keep it pretty fresh that I don't feel like I have to throw them out too fast, but it's still just like, I'm never going to eat all this. And I feel <laughs> like I don't grocery shop that much, but it's like, I still be like, oh, it's just so much. So I don't know. And then, yeah, I'm just like, well, I've been eating the same thing all week, so I don't really feel like eating it again. Right. I, I look right. forward. I've been trying all week not to buy sushi. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. <laughs> Those cravings are a mother sucker. <laughs> I feel you. Yeah, I just, I would just implore people to try to be more mindful. And if that's, like, I know, like, fresh food, healthy foods, vegetables, fruits are the way to go. But if you feel like you will waste less by buying frozen chicken or frozen vegetables or even frozen fruits, then go that route. Don't feel guilty about it. I have plenty of frozen vegetables and fruits in my freezer along with frozen mini pizzas that probably shouldn't be there. But guess what? (laughs) I don't have to throw them out after three months or two days. So if that's an alternative that works for you, then I suggest you try it. Like, don't feel guilty because you're not juicing every day or because all of your stuff isn't, I don't know, biodegradable. That's all. Yeah, because I've been doing, like, I I pretty much eat almost fresh fruits, like, every single day. But I also have a bunch of frozen fruits. And, um, but I'm not a person that always wants to juice, especially because I don't have a juicer. And then even with a juicer, I feel like that's, wasteful because it takes all of the like grindy parts and then you just end up throwing mm-hmm. that away so i'm yes. like unless you got a garden that you're putting it back in the dirt i don't right, i'm not really an advocate for juicing like when i mix stuff in my blender i eat it grainy and all because i'm like i don't know that's what the fiber <laughs> is but generally i take a bunch <laughs> i take a bunch of frozen fruits and i just put it in my water and that way Ooh. it helps me drink more water and it's like mm-hmm. i'm having something that's flavorful Mm-hmm. without actual sugar being added. That's a good idea. Do you have, like, and do you just dump it in the bottle, or do you have, like, one of those seeping system type things? No, I just dump it in the bottle. And it'll, okay. <laughs> um, depending on what fruit it is, like, if it's raspberries, I tend to eat those pretty quickly after I put it in because they kind of take the color of the water and quickly, and they kind of, defrost faster but if it's like larger fruits like a frozen mangoes or pineapples or peaches or something like that Mm -hmm. I'll continuously add excuse me add ice and water and then I can like be drinking that same fruit like all day and then eat the fruit at the end of the day nice like a little treat (laughs) nice that's a good idea it's like a twofold thing because I mean I am because people do do like the water infusions and I've tried that too but that is still again harder to I feel like keep pretty constantly right yeah I agree with the fresh uh herbs and vegetables and fruit I'm yeah. cool with it being you know frozen. I've also been eating a lot of unsweetened applesauce. 
Ugh. Not nice. <laughs> well, it shouldn't be naturally sweet because of the apple. I feel like for me it's sweet enough, but for other people maybe not. Like I taste it and I'm like, I know this isn't sweet, but it does kind of curb like me wanting to eat candy sometimes. So it's serving its purpose. Mm-hmm. But um, I had some unsweetened applesauce and our friend's um, son was here and he just saw it on the table. He saw applesauce. And he was like, can I have the applesauce? And I was like, because he wanted a snack. And I was trying to offer him something else because I knew this is not sweet. You aren't going to like this. And I was like, you sure you don't want something else? And he said, no, I want the applesauce. And then he tried to eat it. And bless his heart. I was like, does it taste good? He's like, no. <laughs> he was good. He keeps trying to eat it. That's nice. Yeah. See, he he already knows. He doesn't have to be an adult. He's like food waste is a no no. So he already knows. I might not like it, but it was a something that someone a guest gave me, so I'm going to eat it. Nice. Right. No. But I also waste. just wanted him to stop eating it because I'm like I'm going with the applesauce later. So please. he didn't want anymore. I was like, here's some cheeses. I know that's what you really want, and he enjoyed the cheeses. <laughs> Of course you did. So what's next on your docket, lady? Um, my kind of adulting thing is another realization that I had. Okay. <laughs> um, but I didn't put it in this is a safe space because it's like not something that I feel like I need uh safety to talk about or like comfort to talk about. But it's just a realization that I had that work will never be the thing that brings me fulfillment in life. Really? Well, what do you mean? Do you mean working for someone else will never bring you fulfillment or just working it, period? Um, I think working, period. Like, I, although I'm going towards goals to have the kind of jobs or the kind of work that I think I would like a bit more, mm-hmm. the idea that of it being work, and takes me away from other things that I know that I enjoy more or just, like, experiences that I could have, it's not going to bring me fulfillment. So, like, some people, I think I think the best way I can describe it is, like, I don't necessarily move in a place where I have to reach. I don't want to say I'm not ambitious or I don't have goals because I do. And in every job that I've ever had, I work at it hard like I'm trying to become the president one day. So it's for me, (laughs) like the president of of the company or the position or, you know, in my own work, like I'm going to be so successful at it. So it's not that I'm not hardworking or I don't have ambition, but Mm -hmm. for me, I just look at it like this is a job and I need to be able to separate myself from it and enjoy another thing. Well, how do you feel when people say, I'm sorry, when people say, like, well, when you enjoy what you do, it's not work. So if you enjoy traveling and you traveled and you blogged about it and you got paid off of AdSense and stuff like that, do you feel like then that would be your work becoming fulfilling? If I enjoyed traveling, which I do, um, there would still be parts of it that would still be work, like, like people who who do that traveling stuff, you're still going to have to kind of make notes or make records right. of how much you spend of, on a certain thing. Mm-hmm. Um, 
to, for your taxes purposes or like writing down certain details about like this trip was good, but here's a negative thing because it's part of my review that I have mm-hmm. to dictate and then I have to explain that further. Like it's still going to be parts of it that make it work. And right. so in being able like, so if I was a traveler, I would need to have certain vacations that I did that would be separate from my job. You're working. Okay, I get it. That makes sense. Or if I was, like, a movie critic, I would need to have, to be able to sometimes go to the movies or go watch a movie or just watch a movie at home and it have nothing to do with my job. Okay. That makes sense. I would agree with that sentiment. I also don't feel like work. Well, I, mine is more so working for other people. Working for other people won't bring me fulfillment. I've been told like a lot that I'm not a people person, <laughs> and I'm like that's not the case. I'm not. Is I believe is that I'm not a a rude people person or a disrespectful people person or I'm haughty toddy. I think I'm better than you, and I don't even know you people person. I feel like. I can read people pretty well, and once I get that sense that you're basically not a cool person, not a nice person, not a welcoming person, not someone that I want to mess with, then I'm just like, okay, well, this is just work. There's no happy hour. There's no hanging out. There's no less exchange numbers. There's no at me on Instagram. We are work people. So I feel like working with other people and working for other people doesn't bring me fulfillment specifically. But working for myself, like knowing that I have to grind, that if I fail, it's on me. If I succeed, it's on me. I can't depend on anybody but me in this instance. I get fulfillment out of that. I don't feel that way. Like I don't know <laughs> that I would. <laughs> I'm being honest. I don't know that I would. I, I know I could work for myself, but I still mm-hmm. feel like, I wouldn't look at it like, oh, I'm working for myself. This is the the dream. This is the goal that I always had, not to answer to someone. Like, I would still be like, well, time to clock in. And then with working for yourself, it isn't a nine-to-five. Like, so it doesn't have mm-hmm. that structure to say, at this time, I'm off. Right. I've, I've, I've noticed a lot with people that work for themselves, if they're providing a service to other people or if they're doing a thing, the other folks that they work for don't look at the boundaries of time to respect them being able to be off or not worrying about a thing that they have to do. Like, I saw something online. Um, I can't remember if the person was, like, a hairstylist or a makeup artist, but they were, like, um, saying that they had an appointment window between such and such a time. And then um, one of their clients was, like, oh, I asked you if you were available today and you said that you weren't or available at this time you said that you weren't and I saw you out on Instagram or I saw you on the store at the store and and you weren't doing nobody's makeup so how come you couldn't do my makeup and the person mm. was, was like I told you that I wasn't available at that time and they're like yeah but you weren't doing anything for real so why can't you do my makeup or why Whoa. can't you do my hair not appropriate Exactly. So it's it's one of those things where it's like even if I had like a an online service, like people just have that expectation of I want this thing right now. You should be able to give me this thing right now. Like not under, because they're off and they're just online shopping or whatever the case may be. Like they're not understanding you are a person with a life and yeah. that your business hours aren't necessarily twenty four seven. Right. You said like, realistic. I would. 
I would file that under entitlement. People do feel entitled to something just because you offer them a service. But you're right. They have a misconception that this is what I do 24-7. But if I'm working for myself or like the hairdresser, the makeup artist or the stylist, whomever's working for themselves, they set their hours. And if you see me, I don't know, picking my nose in a lawn chair at the salon during the time you asked me to be there and I say no, then that's just it. It's no because during that time I'm, I've am i decided I need a break. I decided I'm not working. So you don't make my schedule, and that's just that. And you have to respect that as a boundary because you are seeking a service from me. So that was definitely inappropriate. That was not okay, not cool. Yeah. So I just look at it like if I was a makeup artist or if I was a hairstylist and I'm really good at doing makeup, I'm really good at doing hair, I love doing makeup, I love doing hair, I would still be like, it's a job. <laughs> like, And it would be me, and I could be making like buku money off of it. I could be freaking Beyonce's hairstylist and I'd still be like, it's work. Like, <laughs> and it's not to say I, I would, I hate my job and it's work, but it's just like, I know that I would enj- I would be happy about the moments when I was no longer working. Like I just I just realized that about myself. Like no matter what job I have, because half the time I do enjoy a lot of aspects about where I work. Like I can find a positive thing in every job that I've had. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I got free food here. I got to do a free activity from this. I got to have new experiences from that. Mm-hmm. Or the money was good. Like, there could be a variation of situations, but I'm just like, but after all of that, I looked forward to that time period when I could do something else. Mm -hmm. And I've been just, like, trying to add more activities into my life, like, Mm -hmm. outside activities into my life. And all I do is, like, look at work as being the thing that can help me fund those other activities in my life. But work is still work. So for me, like looking at certain entrepreneurs, like for example, Bill Gates. Mm -hmm. Bill Gates, for him, work is Microsoft, but the abilities of what he's been able to do in terms of like philanthropy or something has come from Microsoft, but I don't see him still being like, I got to be in front of this computer every day thinking of new software. (laughs) Like. That's true. Like, he's like, I've I've accomplished this thing, and I'm stepping away from it because the work itself is not the thing that created my fulfillment. It was the opportunities that I could set up for myself or things that I could do even for other people or myself because of the work that I did. And for some people, it is going to be like, I feel so accomplished. I feel like I've... um. I have left a mark because I work so hard in this thing or I work hard because this is going to be the thing that, you know, hustling is going to be the thing that makes everything cool. And I'm just like, work for me is always going to feel like a means to an end or a means to, to do what it really means something to me, if that's the saying, but yeah. So do you think you'll feel this way even after like when it's retirement time? And so say like you retire, but, you know, you'll still have work, like, cleaning around your house or possibly chasing after kids or, you know, staying in contact with – do you look at work that way or is that just, like, that's personal to do so you don't figure it out the same thing? I look at it as personal to do, especially because, like, I look at 
especially because I think there's a lot more people talking about like women having more opportunities in the workplace specifically, and I do feel like that is important. And if I'm at work and I'm going for a promotion, I don't want it to be like Mandy, um, quote unquote, has said that work doesn't bring her fulfillment. So Mm -hmm. she won't put in the dedication that's needed to really achieve things on a higher level. And it's like, no, I am always going to give a thousand percent in Mm -hmm. everything that I do. And I'm going to help my business or the business that I work for achieve the great things. Like I can be goal oriented and, and be happy that a goal has reached, but not let that goal be the thing that just, that fuels my life. Right. Hmm. That's a good way to put it. Make gusta, make gusta. Especially because, like, if I've set a goal for myself and then I achieve it, I'm like, well, well what what else will What's I next? do? Like, right. what else could I do? <laughs> Do you stick to goals when you write them? So I used to have this planner, and basically I read somewhere that you you complete 50% more of the tasks that you write down, and I wasn't really completing mm-hmm. anything. I was starting a lot of tasks, but I wasn't completing them. So when I started writing them down, I noticed I was like, okay, this is a checklist mode. Even if I just do one a day, I'm doing something. I'm doing something. And now mm-hmm. I don't use that planner as much, but I'm, like, forcing myself to try to focus on one thing at a time instead of multitasking and juggling. So do you find that creating goals helps you, or do you write them down, or is it just a mental marker in your mind? I do think that creating goals helps me. Um, and I I would say I'm kind of like I'm good at ma- at completing goals, but I'm also not good at completing goals because a lot of my goals, my personal goals anyways, like my work goals, I feel like I get those things done so fast. Like I'm like, it's like I want to hurry up and finish it so that I can move on to a personal thing. But personal goals, seem like they aren't meant to be ended. They're meant to be kind of ticked off in their progress. Like I've progressed in this personal thing, but I'll never really reach an end for it. Mm -hmm. Or if I do reach an end for it, I don't know. Hmm. It's definitely something I I would need to think about. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we should do that. Maybe we should today, like, write down maybe a goal for the week, and then next time we convene, we figure out what our progress was for that goal. Yes. That would be fine. I, I consent to that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Goodness. Okay, so I guess it's on me. So I have two more things I want to get into. One was an underappreciated award. And the other one was a question about, I think I want to to leave the award for last, save the best for last. So I wanted to ask you uh, and our listeners, like, okay, I wanted to talk about news. Like, where do you get it from? Do you trust the sources? And how deep 
do you go to find the correct information? Like, do you look for multiple sources? Do you just accept mm. what you see in a headline? Do you actually click the article? Like, or is it not even something on your radar? Like, are you only interested? I know it's a lot of questions. Okay, let me first start with this. So, <laughs> no, I, I understand <laughs> the pieces. As okay, and I'm just trying to figure out too. If people just look for entertainment news, like gossip and celebrities, or political news, like, hey, this is what's happening in your backyard. This is what you're voting for nationwide. Like. What are people focused on? Are they just like, you know what, I don't want to deal with that. I have my own stuff in my own personal day-to-day life I got to handle. So mm-hmm. um, for social media, definitely gives me, like, my media news. Mm-hmm. Um, like but the there's Explore like page or people you the, follow? The Explore page and people I follow, although there is one site that I go to specifically just to see what's happening. Like, I go to their actual website because okay. I'm like, I – I find them to be, if there is such a thing, like a reputable media source. Not like media takeout back in the day where everything that was on there was pretty much a lie. But, like, I would say, like, if it's on B. Scott, then it's the truth. Okay. <laughs> That's the way I feel about it. So I scroll through social media, and I, and I feel like those things are just, like, kind of hard to stick in my brain because I'm going to just be scrolling on to the next thing. Um, Stuff that I look up hits me a little bit harder. And then I also kind of have another social media page that I use only to get news information from, though, if that's, like, makes sense, like, kind of weird. So, like, Mm -hmm. like, filtering out the other stuff, I get it. Yeah, so I have a social media page where I follow only, like, CNN, HuffPost, um, the Daily Show, because I guess I need a little bit of entertainment in the way <laughs> that I get my news, um, and different, like, sites like that. And I kind of go through it sometimes when I'm like, I want to know what's going on in the world. Um, and then this week, I I never listen to NPR, but this week I listen to NPR. <laughs> like, I have it saved um, on my little radio stations, but I'm just like, I'll, I I don't really want to go to NPR. I'd rather be listening to, to music when I'm in the right. car, but I was just like, let me listen. And they were talking about, like, voter rights, and it kind of re- just reignited a thing that I guess I knew, but I never really thought about, where they were basically, well, I mean, they were talking about a specific subject, but um, it reminded me that, like, Voter rights are, like, not just federally regulated, they're state-regulated and mandated. So certain things, they were talking about, like, the presidential election and what certain candidates think should be done about voter rights and who should have voter rights and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. And they were saying, like, well, in certain states, they have, these states have already mandated that certain things could be done. And I was just like, oh, yeah. Like, we d- like, I don't have to – it doesn't even make sense to ask the president all these things because even though they can write executive orders, the president does not make laws. <laughs> so right. it just feels like you'd be asking him a bunch of stuff, and I'm like, I don't know what you're ever going to do. That, but. And he's like, contact your local representative because they'll be able to yeah. give you information. Yeah, but I'm like, and I have my local representative 
even still on a national level, like the people in Congress, but I'm like my local, local representatives that can help with things like my voter rights. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, yeah, yeah, (laughs) it could be that simple, but I forget. So it's not just you who forgets though, because again, we had this conversation the other day where it's like, do people know who their congressmen or congresswomen are? Do they know who their representative is? Do they know who their senators are? And if you think about it, no, because mainly we just see presidential um, candidates or the president. You get what I'm saying? We see the na- nationwide yeah. stuff, but when it comes to local level, even people attending, you know, their local elections, like you have less of a turnout then. So, like, how can you know who you voted for if you didn't vote? <laughs> yeah. So when I'm just like, I guess, ingesting the news, it does always just feel like, oh, yeah, things that I didn't, or it's oh to things I didn't know before, and then oh, yeah, the things that I just forgot because I wasn't taking in that type of information regularly. Like whatever it is that I am ingesting regularly, mm-hmm. that's what I'm going to see. And like I'll constantly see things with like new hairstyles or like, nail um, art on my explore page. And I don't even get my nails done, but I'm like, I'd be like, ooh, that's really nice. I like that one. I would get that one if I ever got my nails done. That's not even relevant to me. (laughs) If I was actually looking at new things that would be relevant to me, it it would, it's just like a new law, like new laws were literally passed this week in multiple states because Mm -hmm. it happens on the state level. And it's nice to ask the presidential candidates how they feel about it, but they're not the ones that are mandating things. And there's, it's just it's just so crazy to be like, yeah, I guess I needed to at least just be informed on mm-hmm. what is going on in my neighborhood or what's going on in my life or what's going on in a way that would affect me. me so I do right. try to go okay. past just basic social media. So you're but not like a- from social media. You're not, like, afraid of news, though, right? Like, hearing about all the bad things going on in the world and you just completely shut it out. Have you ever felt that way? Um, No, I don't feel that way. Although I get why people don't want to listen to their, like, local news. Because every time mm-hmm. I turn on my TV for the local news, it does sound like the person to person. There was a child yeah. who was kidnapped or burned or bubble. there was a fire. Right. Like, there was a, right. a robbery. I'm just like... Jeez, this is down the street. Yeah, and they say misery sells, and I'm like, but this is a lot. Like, are y'all really that much in the red? Like, y'all don't have any happy stories besides, like, the daily adoption or birthday shout-outs? That's really all y'all have to say that's positive. And then they play it back-to-back at 2, at 4, at 6, at 10, at Mm -hmm. 12, like, all day. If you're someone who just has the news on in the background, I can see how that could just kind of eat away at your sanity. Yeah, sometimes I'll see, like, on the morning news, they'll be like, local puppy adoptions. But that's about it. That's <laughs> just, like, super positive stuff. Or it's, like, the stupid stuff that, to me, still feels, like, negative in a way. Like, the kid that called 911 to get McDonald's, and then the police brought him McDonald's. I was just like, that could have ended so much differently for another time. I didn't hear about this, and that sounds very interesting and I wonder what all the factors are because I do in my head I'm like, uh, <laughs> I can't. You know those factors? I can say them, but I'm I would. Not I would love to know that. I, I feel like I have a pretty good 
Okay, yeah, go ahead and tell me the factors. I'm pretty sure I'm on on par, but go ahead. It like, how was, old was the kid? What nationality was he? Do you was know what state he was in? Under eight. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a white child um, mm-hmm. uh, from America. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and uh, the grandmother of the child was in the house with the child and I think asleep. So he mm-hmm. didn't ask the grandmother to go to McDonald's. Mm-hmm. He called 911 and got a 911 operator, of course, and the 911 operator said no, that they couldn't give them to give the child the McDonald's. But somehow the police still found out to bring the child to McDonald's and get the address. So to me, it still feels like there has to be more action taken for this right. step than executed. Exactly, and because they have to send out a notice to local officers, unless maybe they were just chatting it up, like, yeah, this kid called and went to McDonald's. Oh, really? Where's he at? He's here. One, two, three, I need this lane. I don't know. <laughs> That's, yeah, I, I figured those are the factors. Because <laughs> I, can, I the, can't. And then just the fact that it was like they brought a camera crew in and did an interview. Oh, really? And they were like, the local authorities told the child that, well, even though they brought them to McDonald's, that wasn't an appropriate use for the um, 911 since it's an emergency hotline and blah, blah, blah. And I'm just like, but y'all gave this child uh, what he asked for. How can you right? reward so, while you reprimand? That doesn't make sense. It's like how they talk about clout chasers. You gave this child clout and McDonald's. So I don't know that they're not going to do this again. <laughs> right, like having learned their lesson. I just, I do see it as, uh, uh, actually I'm not going to say I hate to be the person, but I feel like if that was someone else who, I don't know, maybe they open up a case against, someone else is in from a different nationality. I can see the police being like, are you malnutrition, calling child services, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If it was a different neighborhood. Like they could I can say, see like, the parents were being negligent because uh-huh. they were on the phone. Right, and you're not watching them. And I'm just like, this is, this is America. <laughs> this is definitely America. Oh, I can't even imagine. Like, I would, first of all, I, no. <laughs> Just no. Uh, lucky for him, again, they didn't come there busting doors down thinking something was wrong. But And then how you going to give a child McDonald's? You don't know what their food allergies are, even if the exactly. child said they went to McDonald's. Like, exactly. <laughs> if like the family's so vegan, if they do wrong. no fast food, exactly. And then the fa- you're right, the whole cloud chasing media does that too, coming in with camera crews, like, oh, this will be a heartfelt story. Like, what if the grandma, like, slept naked and answered the door or something? Like, you don't know what's going on. <sighs> Very odd times. Very odd times. Mm-hmm. Speaking of children, I want to start on my underappreciated ward. And I say that because... This person, you might know her from Who's the Boss. I know her from Charmed in a short-lived stint on a show called Mistresses. And I really want to highlight Alyssa Milano because she has blossomed into 
this human being who has just, I feel like, used her celebrity and her A-list status and her notoriety for bringing justice and awareness to so many different issues. She's raised so much money for different groups, different charities, and she's still, like right now, she's fighting for workers on a show she's in in Georgia. Um, and <laughs> there was an interview or one of the, I want to say it was one of the representatives, House representatives maybe of Georgia was like questioning her, like, well, do you live here? Do you vote here? And she was like, no, but I'm here on behalf of the 90,000 crew and team members who don't have, I don't know if they didn't have a right to vote or something was going on with their voter. And the guy just kept pressing her, but, oh, you don't live here, but, oh, you don't do this. She was like, no, but, again, I'm here on behalf of them because they allowed me to come in but not them, so that's why I'm here. And so then he asked her another, he asked her another question. And trying to be smart, like, oh, so you're in District 1, nothing? And she was like, I already answered you. And I just, I really appreciated how she stayed composed because I would have been like, how are you a representative if you can't comprehend my basic words? I would have said something snappy like that that was to the point and, like, move on. But I really commend her because she's just such, again, I've I've seen her just grow into this awesome human being, and she's, she fights for what she believes in. She fights for other people, and she has no no qualms about going against big companies, big representatives, small representatives. If it's wrong, she's going to call you out for it being wrong. Not only call you out, but take action to correct it. So I just want to put a spotlight on Mrs. Alyssa Milano. Shouts out to her. I also have an underappreciated award. Yay! Um, I feel like in us doing this, you often find an actual person and I find a general person or a general concept, and that is no different today. So I do have a person this week, um, or what would be a person. My underappreciated award goes to skilled bartenders. I say this because it, there's – if I go to a bar specifically, not like a bowling alley that serves drinks or even just, just like a, a place, a social place where alcohol is being served, but like a bar, and they say it's fully stocked, I hope that the drinks that I desire beyond what is on the signature cocktails would be available to me. But I've also just lost hope in that because I've gone so many places where they were like, oh, we don't know how to make that or we don't have the pieces for that. But I'm like, okay, but this isn't like the most extravagant drink. But all they want you to really say is like rum and coke. Even just like in the juice (laughs) options, like they'll just be like, we have cranberry juice, we got orange juice. That's it. Y'all, like, I'm like, y'all don't stitch yourselves at all. But I went to um, a, like, brunch happy hour type of event recently, and they also had, like, signature drinks. So I was going to order off of the signature drinks, um, but I saw they had, like, this, um, I thought it was a grapefruit at first because it was already peeled and it looked really red, but he said it was orange. And then mm. I was like, oh, well, why did you peel the orange? And he was like, you know, to make old fashions. Old fashions are my favorite cocktail right now for yeah. when I'm really trying to get lit. They are, as it said, old fashioned, but the, and it kind of tend to be a little bit on the expensive side. But 
for me, it's still worth it because I can sip on that or um, and get very – I can get to where I need to be very quickly and off of less drinks than I would if I was buying a bunch of cranberries and vodkas or rum and cokes and then I'd have to drink like 50 or even like margaritas. Like I'd have to drink so many in order to fill the bus. So mm-hmm. once I heard that they were serving that and then the way that he made it, like swirling the rim and just all, and really using the spoons. And I was just like, it was hypnotizing to the point where I was like, oh, you're a bartender for real, for real. And he was like, yeah, I bartend at this place and I do this, that, the other. And I was nice. just sitting there like, tell me more. Because not to flirt with him or anything like that, but really I was just like, I am, I feel like it's what would happen back in the day. Like you would go to your local drinking spot and you would become friends with your bartender and they would know your drink and they would make it with like real gusto and pizzazz and it would be Mm -hmm. part of the experience and then you would sip on it and you weren't just like knocking it back to just just because and again like they you they knew how to even if they didn't know if you didn't know what you want they would be like what do you like i can make you something Hmm. I can I can figure out something that you, that you, that might you like. would like. Yes, tell me your different flavors. Do you like mint? Do you like sage? Do you like fruity? Do you like sour? And then yeah, that sounds like what I call today a mixologist. But it sounds very mm. very enticing. And the fact that you even said it was kind of like in I guess just a trance to watch him work. Like it is an experience because you do have because you do have some bartenders nowadays or mixologists who just, you know, put stuff in a cup, shake it up, and serve it to you with a little straw. (laughs) And it's just like there's no magic in that. There's no effort in that. Like if it's something I feel like I could do myself, then it's like, why am I paying $9 for one drink when I could pay $10 for a whole bottle? So the fact that you had an experience I think is awesome. Right, because there's a lot of places that will just hire you because they need people, which is fine, but it just seems like they don't do maybe a basic training to say this is how you make this drink or that drink or the other. And then people aren't like, let me learn how to make new drinks. They're just like, I don't know how to make that. You want something else? <laughs> and I'm like, well, is there something like that that like that has those type of elements that you do know how to make? Like, do you have a suggestion? Do I have to flip through this book and, and hope that I – like, I – I don't like being restricted sometimes to only the four things that are going to be, like, on the drink menu. Because most of the time, drink menus are just beers and then, like, five cocktails. But you have a fully stocked bar. But you can't do nothing with it. (laughs) But you can't do nothing with it. Right. Oh, all that stuff is just up there for show. Just to show you all the different alcohols that exist. Not for me to use any of them. (laughs) Exactly. Oh, goodness. All right. Shout out to the bartenders, the mixologists at home and out and about. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, it makes me want to get, I, I will say, that's the type of thing that makes me want to be ambitious and get my money up so that I can throw a party with a really bomb mixologist. Oh, that's what makes I never me- even <laughs> thought about hiring one of them like that. That's That would be awesome. That would be really awesome. Maybe I should do that for one of my big birthdays. 
I think that would be a great idea for one of the big birthdays. I think that would be fun. I think that would be fun. I never even thought about hiring a real person. I'm just like, I got this. Shake, shake, shake. <laughs> I just, like, I'll provide lots of options, but then, you know, everybody's just going to end up having the same thing. Or if mm-hmm. I do, I would have, like, that one signature cocktail, and it would be, like, ready-made, and you just pour that out. Ready-made. But what, what about the experience? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or getting to talk with someone, getting to know them. That would be nice, yeah. That would yeah. be really nice. One thing I have been doing, because you said signature drinks, one thing I have been doing is when I, if I do eat out, which I've tried not to do as much of lately, if I do, I order something that I either wouldn't have thought to order or I've never ordered before because I'm like chicken fingers and fish and shrimp and pasta. Like I get that stuff all the time. We only got one life to live to our knowledge right now. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like <laughs> at this point, I want to be trying different things. So if that means like I ate an ostrich burger or I had some lamb chops or some um, masago, then it's like, okay, I'm going to just try it. And a lot of times it's been bad. (laughs) It hasn't been good. But the fact that I decided this is what I'm going to do when I go out instead of just leaning towards something I'm comfortable with, like try something different, it's been really fun. That's been a really cool, like, mini happy experience I've been able to have. Yeah, because now you at least know. Yep. Like, like I knew this was going to be bad. Don't like <laughs> Right. But I've been playing it safe. So now I'm like, I don't want to play it safe anymore. I want to try some new stuff. That's funny. I have been trying to go to new places. I might still get there and pick a thing that I generally like. But I do, I do want to try to stop getting things that I would usually get because some places you go and – it's not even like they make it the way that you want. Like, it's, mm-hmm. I go and I'm expecting chicken wings, mm-hmm. but they do chicken wings not in the basic, we fry this and then do some buffalo sauce on it or do some lemon pepper uh, seasoning, and it doesn't taste the way you expected it. Now you're disappointed, but you could have mm-hmm. tried something new where you wouldn't have really had an expectation because you never had it before. Or you could have known, like, I probably won't like this, but at least I'll fight out to find out. That's so really I do want to start trying some new stuff. That's a really good point. Like you're expecting a certain taste because you've had it before. You've had it maybe several ways before, but maybe the chef is out today or maybe they changed the spices. So you're right. Like that's a variable, but you never had it before. You can't have some crazy expectation. That's all I had on my docket for today. Me too. I think we did it. We did it. We did it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No eating here tonight. No, no, no eating here tonight. Why? No eating here tonight. I'm on a diet. What's that from? I know that, but I don't remember where it's from. I believe it's Finding Nemo. Ah, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Okay, well, it was nice speaking to you and you all, all the listeners here, all three of you. Right. <laughs> all the five people that we got to listen to us so far. Um, but for those of you listening, if you want to follow us on social media or tell some more people about us, this is, again, the M&O podcast. Letter M, letter N, letter O. 
And we are MNO Podcast on all social media, on Instagram and Twitter. And we don't have Facebook yet, but that's just because we'll we try not to be old. Like, I don't know. We'll see. We'll get <laughs> old <there>. people, <laughs> do young people still go on Facebook like that? Oh, when I say MNO Podcast, it's just MNO Podcast, not the MNO Podcast. Yes. So, M-N-O, like letter M, letter N, letter O. <laughs> so hit us up. Feel free to ask questions. You can mm-hmm. also email it us at mandyandali at gmail.com. So that's M-A-N-D-Y-A-N-D-O-L-L-I-E at gmail.com. Please, you can send us any questions, any comments if you have them, and we will definitely get back to you. We are interactive. Okay. Okay. It was just so much fun. All right. Bye, guys. Bye, guys.